Welcome to Nothing But Hours, my prerogative edition, <laughs> featuring Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it's the day after Easter. This must be April 13th. 13th. If we're counting days, it's got to be like day 28 or something. Yeah. We, we used to be counting days, but when you got nothing but hours, what the hell are days, you know? Days are just a number. No, they're just a word. But uh, I don't know. Thankful we had uh, both of our parents stop by yesterday and offer socially distant uh, Peter Cottontail, right? Yeah, they came over. It was pretty cool. I have to say, though, yesterday I was struggling. I'm sure some of you out there had days like that. Yesterday I just wanted this to be done with. I wanted to go back out into the world and have Easter brunch like I was supposed to with our family. But we did make, we made egg salad out of eggs. <laughs> I made yeah. uh, lemonade out of lemons myself. <laughs> he doesn't like egg salad. But I do, so I made egg salad out of eggs. My uh, parents came over and stayed six feet away from us in the backyard, and our kids looked for their baskets that they, they hid. And then we sat and chatted for a bit. Then they went to my sister's. They did a whole big weird round robin of picking up and dropping off food. And then we all had a Zoom meeting at our tables and ate lunch together and not together and together and that was cool and then Tad's parents came over and hid eggs around the yard and stayed six feet away and we had a little Easter with them too and in between I listened to a lovely mix CD Tad made a quarantine mix and I cried and unexpectedly <laughs> um, I wasn't trying to make it sad but sometimes when Oasis sings yeah, that's what got me. Oh my god. And I was doing a I was standing there doing a thousand piece donut puzzle, crying my eyes out. <laughs> and Dad came over, he was like, Are you crying? <laughs> and then as he said so, he gave me a hug and his parents pulled up. So I got my shit together fast. Oh man. Well, I think that's probably uh rather common thing right now people's shit falling apart fast and then coming back together fast because you're confined you know you're confined to a life of uh you know very basic decisions and decisions that are almost always about your livelihood and the livelihood of your family and as always we've been you know very privileged to have our families nearby who love us very much and are generous with their time and their uh their spirit with yeah, us. Yeah, it was nice. And I I don't know about you guys, but those of you who are stuck with teens and tweens, I mostly feel for them because I feel like it would be really hard to be stuck with your parents and your siblings when you're a, a young adolescent. Um and my day started taking a walk with my daughter who seemed with me and probably me with her and it was, a, it was a tough start but I did hear somebody said that someone some some teenager wrote in chalk outside their house 
stuck with my parents in quarantine, send help. So I'm feeling for the, the teens and the adolescents. And yesterday I was feeling for a while simultaneously getting mad at my poor daughter on our walk. <laughs> but whoop, we managed, damn it, hold on. Oh, Pete's got into something. Allie's struggling, pulling mightily out of his teeth. A bone. bone. That was a clean white bone. Picked clean by some Easter reveler yesterday, would be my guess. Someone ate an entire live pig. Just Easter revelers are on the sidewalk just licking bones clean. That's what people do around here on Easter. Eating? No, they ate a live pig. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I mean, it's getting bad out there, folks. <laughs> oh, golly. But, uh, yeah, we did. We had a, a really lovely family connection yesterday. And then we closed out Easter evening by eating uh, homemade make-your-own toppings pizza and um, watching the Marx Brothers duck soup. We did. We did. And you got an uncle who lives in Texas, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. She does. And then after that, uh, in our Easterly celebration was to watch uh, Miss Queen Soul herself, Aretha Franklin, in Amazing Grace, a wonderful, uh, really concert film, I guess, done in a church in California, about 1970-ish. 1972, I think it was. Check it out. It's on Hulu. Oh. You gotta watch it with commercials, but if you don't mind paying four bucks, rent it on Amazon. Oh, we paid four bucks! Ah! I tell <laughs> well, you. Yeah, sometimes you gotta share these things in public so you don't get <laughs> too bad a trope. <laughs> but it was good. I, I, I wept. I wept at the beauty of it. Yeah, it's really good. It, regardless of what you believe, how you believe it, and what spirit moves you, and what spirit you choose to move you. Did I just say the same thing twice? I don't know. Right. I think it's interesting because I was made, I was Let's moved cross. to tears yesterday by the 1972 Aretha Franklin, and I was born in the 70s, and a 1990s uh, Oasis song, and I came of age in the 90s, so I think that's pretty perfect. Damn right. Well, all-time greats are being drafted tonight in your Stratomatic 365 League. I know you're all sitting on pins and needles on the edge of your seat, uh, wondering how I'm dealing without baseball. And luckily to a vivid imagination and $14.99, I can at least explore simulation of baseball, um, the imitation of life. R.E.M. said, uh, what? what the hell are they saying that song? Oh yeah, come on, come on, no one can see you cry, you know? But also, come on, come on, no one can see you try. In any case, we're all trying, right? We are, and our kids started school up again today after a spring break, and we actually realized early this morning as we wash to deliver a birthday gift to my dear friend Natalie. Happy birthday, Natalie, if you're listening. Happy birthday, Natalie. Um, that the kids were actually supposed to continue their spring break for the last day today. They don't realize that, and we made them work. We did, but I was awfully easy, and uh, I left them off the hook at two, and the afternoon was pretty much just making Easter cards and watching a documentary, so. 
I guess the joke's on them, ain't it? <laughs> or maybe it's on us. But at any rate, we hope you had a good holiday weekend, whether you celebrate Easter or Passover or none of those things. None of those things. <laughs> um, and we hope you're all feeling healthy and staying home. That's right. That's all for now. So long. So long. Good morning. And it is early morning edition of Nothing But Hours. Day after Easter, April 13th, 2020. Day, I don't know, 700 or so of quarantine. And my life with a serial do-gooder is always interesting and I'm very thankful. Uh, but my wife, Allie, is right now kneeling in the shadow of a church, um, writing with pastel and stained glass style on the steps, not of the church, but of her friend Natalie's house. And it's a message of birthday wishes. And there's a plate with aluminum foil on it. I don't know what it is. I didn't bother asking. Pete is in a frenzy of kicking, wondering what we're doing out so early with his birth mother bent over a step writing a message. Anyhow, I'm thankful to live with a serial do-getter. Do-getter? Do-getter? Do-getter. You got her? I got her. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Nothing But Hours. This is Allie, and I'm here with Lucy and Pete. Hi! You can't hear Pete, but you can see him. <laughs> you can't see him either. We can see him. Okay. So Lucy and I just finished our um, morning math. We do Tuesday, Thursday math, and today was muffin math. Lucy, will you explain to the listeners what muffin math is? So we have this, so, okay, so my mom thought of this, like, genius math muffin tin thing that is really cool. So basically, so I have this math sheet from school with, like, this packet of all this Math, you know. So then my mom, she got little pieces of paper and she wrote a problem on each paper. One of the problems that's on the, pa the packet page. And she just put that little piece of paper into one of the muffin tins with like a chocolate chip underneath it or something underneath it. So then I would pick it up and I would do the math problem and then I'd be able to put in one of the, what's it called, the muffin papers. Nothing but hours, nothing in particular. We're in the house. I was just lauding Pete for some of the things he's done for our family as a dog. Um, he, he has physically made movement impossible for Allie on the couch, which I appreciate. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> I've been working very hard this week, and I sat down probably for the first time like on a couch just to relax and he sat directly on top of my lap I think to let me know that he does not want me to get up anymore right Pete? <laughs> Anything else to say Pete? No? Oh Pete. He was giving some true comments there. <laughs> oh there was some more. So, you may have already ascertained that 
almost every podcast recording we've done has been on the move, walking in our extended neighborhood. This is a rare in-home edition. Perhaps some more highlights <clears throat> are on the way, but um, this Grateful Dead is not going to listen to itself, and this bowl of cereal in my left hand will also not eat itself. <laughs> so we'll talk later. See you later, folks. Pick up the birds here on Nothing But Hours. Speaking of picking up the birds, <laughs> we're all in a race. A race to defy, to embrace, to defeat, or overcome time. Age-defying lotions. I just found out a bombshell. And on this bombshell, I found out that Allie, the eternal, the fountain of youth herself, <laughs> the waterfall of youth, uses age-defying facial cream. Let, just hold on. Let me, let me clarify what he's saying. So, it's really funny, actually, that you should bring this up because I was talking to some friends the other day who were one of my friends who's been working from home. Um, but she decided to go into the office yesterday just to get out of her house and away from her family. So she was like, I put on makeup for the first time in a few weeks. And it was so nice to just put on makeup and go out. And one of our other friends was saying how she hasn't been putting on makeup either, but that she sometimes will for Zoom meetings. And I was just laughing about that or thinking about it because I don't and never have worn makeup for in my entire life. Because she um, don't need none. Well, I, I mean, I think technically the argument is nobody needs it, but people choose to wear it. And I have chosen not to wear it. And part of, part of that is because I'm lazy as hell and I don't like to... I choose to go to the moon. <laughs> I don't like to do anything that takes time to get ready in the morning. I've had hilarious conversations with my hairdressers who are like, well, how do you do your hair? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> and they're like, well... Do you have a hair dryer? Like, how do you blow dry it? And I'm like, I blow dry the plastic on my windows in the winter. That's what I use my blow dryer for. Anyway, the whole point of this is that last fall, I went to Madison to do a guest lecture for one of my friends and colleagues who, who's a, a doctoral student in Madison, um, a couple years behind me. And she asked me to come and speak to her students on my favorite and most expert topics, sexuality and disability. And so anyway, I did so. And then a couple weeks later, days later, whatever, she sent me a thank you present in the mail. It was very kind. It was a, um, it was a package of beauty supply products, that, both of which one was age-defying face wash and the other was age-defying lotion. And I was like, now, if I were a different kind of person, I might be offended. Like, why are you sending me age-defined lotion? And it's especially funny because all of my doctoral student colleagues are much, much younger than I am. I was definitely the oldest person in my cohort, one of the oldest people in the whole program. And so it really made me laugh to get age-defined lotion. So I was just sharing with Tad that I've been using it because why not? It's a product. I like lotion. So I've been using You like it. defiance, that's for sure. I like defiance, but I'm out. And so I had texted a friend of mine who also is in Madison who laughed with me about the age-defying lotion. I texted her to tell her that I was out of age-defying lotion and I don't know how I'm going to look when this is all over. <laughs> well, 
Beautiful would be my <laughs> prediction, and it's an accurate one. Pete, you are being very annoying. Pete's age defying. He's defying oh my God. one slab backwards walking rule. And don't worry, he's not getting walked too much. We're spacing it out a little bit better. But yeah, he's going back one slab for everything. Well, that was just a, you know, we like to give uh, beauty and health tips here <laughs> on Nothing But Hours. We've been doing that constantly. Um, my secret, well, I shave once every 14, 15 days or so. Uh, I, vitamin E, I tell you, that's the stuff. Also, I don't do hard drugs anymore, uh, and uh, you know, I I don't smoke uh, hardly anything. <laughs> but I'm answering the question that was never asked. Uh, the question was never asked how it is I I maintain my beauty. I asked myself, and now I'm answering, and that's embarrassing. Well, my personal opinion is that everyone can maintain their beauty by believing they are beautiful as a person. And when you do, you shine that out no matter what you look like or whether you have age-defying lotion or not. <laughs> the greatest love <laughs> of all. <laughs> Welcome to Going West edition nervously and alone going west with packages of cheer for my friend Eric and my sister Lara. Uh, got enough gas, got enough water, got enough coffee, got enough cookies and granola bars. Feeling odd but also relieved to be doing something. Obviously, not everybody has shut down everything they're doing. I'm sure the majority of people, especially in my general area here in the Milwaukee, Waukesha, Racine, Kenosha, Mequander, uh, I imagine I'm probably more quarantined than most. In any event, feels, like I said, good and weird, but that's probably the way all interesting, worthwhile things should feel, right? Occasionally glancing up 
two. Moderately successful, I think. Delivered a box of things to my sister Lara's house and, and for my brother-in-law Darren as well. Now heading south on Stoughton Road, better known as Highway 51, into McFarland. Um, it's possible that I urinated outdoors in a very illegal fashion in a selfish effort to protect myself from going in a public place. I hope that the uh, recent asparagus and vegetables mixed with the uh, rich diet of protein, caffeine, and chocolate uh, enrich the earth upon which I pissed. Now to Eric's. Uh, I think I'm going to be kind of stealth about this one as well. Uh, yeah. Wish me luck. Trump sucks. Visions of Obama are all that remain. Maybe I'll rewrite the whole song for self-protection. And the weird escapade of dropping things off at the homes of loved ones and longtime friends without warning and without conversation, without even visual contact is a, it's a strange thing to do. I don't know. I guess since I wanted to do this and didn't really care to get permission, I figured it not fair to put anybody on the spot and make them try to interact with me at some sort of a distance or feel obliged in any way to intermingle. So. You know that I care. So it's Saturday, April. Anybody? It's April 18th, but at least she's in tune enough. And we were just talking about how, you know, when you got nothing but hours, if you're someone who is working from home, uh, you can really make the weekend days more appetizing if you keep a schedule, if you're working hard, that kind of thing. And today I 
went driving to Madison, talked a little bit about that, so you'll hear some of that exciting audio. Um, nothing too dangerous. <laughs> but Allie is uh, walking right next to me. We're out of the wind for a minute, so we thought we'd uh, get you caught up with what it's like to be in, uh, in our world. Yeah, so I was just saying I worked really hard this week at work. Um, a lot of my uh, students had to finish their comprehensive exams I had to grade, and I'm prepping for my online summer classes. And I had the sensation on Thursday night, like, whoa, tomorrow's Friday. I'm so excited that it's Friday. She knew the weekend was coming, which probably puts you in about the... The ninth percentile, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I can't. I know. I just imagine a lot of people are feeling like every day's the weekend or every day's the same. And so I got that that sensation, like, "Hey, tomorrow's Friday. I'm so excited." And it's been a really nice weekend so far. We, um, my son, took me on a 12-mile bike ride with him today, which was really fun, but also had the effect of now I'm going to worry about him more when he's biking just because he's bikes. He's just a brave biker. He's like no-handed and riding on the curb and going. Oh, God, don't tell me that. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't tell you that, should I? But no. he really took me on a nice route, and I enjoyed my time with him. I will say that. <laughs> Good. And for our daughter, I've been trying to get some graphic novels and crazy books ordered for her to keep her engaged with her passion for reading and strangely enough hello somebody waiting outside a restaurant um, she wants a CD player because uh, our analog slash digital straddling lifestyle means that CDs still get burned sometimes so yeah, CD player on the way. Oh, there is? Yeah. It's on the way. I yeah, I got the, you know, like a, I got a disc man, an actual disc man. <laughs> That's awesome. Then we're heading home with Pete on our walk, and I have a, a neighbor coming by to drop off a puzzle that we dropped off at their house. I'm on a, a triple family puzzle exchange. Puzzle exchange is a good idea. <laughs> You gotta get your kids to help you more. No, I really Husband. like doing puzzles. My kids, I don't think, like doing puzzles as much as I do. So I bribed Cohen. He's worked on the he worked on the first puzzle with me. I bribed him by I said I would watch a show with him if he did an hour of puzzling with me. So Doctor Who for puzzle? Yeah. So maybe I'll give him a Doctor Who for puzzle trade on this one too. But sure. I am enjoying what it does to my brain. It's like my downtime thing go and sit at the puzzle table, put puzzles together. Ah, uh, part of the enrichment um, initiative for academic stuff is watching films and introducing to music. So I would say that's one thing you can do for or potentially at your children is make them watch a film that you love for some reason or another, but don't watch it with them because then they're going to have the burden of your expectations there. But I don't know. It's a tough one. 
anyhow, um, for further thinking, I've been enjoying Seth Meyers with his uh, Trump takedowns nightly. A closer look, I think, is what he calls it. Yeah, an abominable person, this president. So, if, uh, if you're a supporter of his, uh, I'd love to know why. Uh, if you could just write a letter to P.O. Box 6060 and uh, just, you know, just regarding, just put on there for your return address, um, I love Trump. How come? And uh, I'd love to know why. And if it's any reason other than he just says what he's thinking, uh, don't bother writing because I, I know how to do that too. Uh, who doesn't? In any case, uh, that's my version of the high horse today. So let's just get off that high horse and uh, Allie's gonna take us home here. Yeah, so uh, tonight I am very excited because we're gonna heat up our leftover takeout Indian food and watch One World Together at Home, which is a farm aid slash um, is that other one called? Live Aid. Live Let's Aid go down this way again. type um, production that has sought to raise money for um, supplies for healthcare workers and other causes of people who are affected by COVID-19. And so um, we're going to watch that together. My daughter's excited. Lucy really likes Billie Eilish. Apparently she's one of the artists. And I just like a good live TV event occasionally, like the Super Bowl or the Oscars. It's not generally my type of thing, but I just find it entertaining occasionally. Generally? <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Civil War. Uh, yeah, I hope I can last the uh, requisite 18 minutes through our dinner and then the dessert time. So give me about 30 minutes and I'll start walking around angrily. But no, I hope to you know, uh, continue whatever kind of supportive type of things we can do. I bought a Brewer t-shirt that's going to support the Milwaukee Community Foundation. $25 for one of those. And uh, I encourage you to, uh, you know, if you're a myopic male, female, or otherwise, like myself, who has their interest and is not going to be deterred, um, I say support your interest because I bet your interest is supporting some COVID-19 measures somewhere. So find a way right. to feed the beast as it were and then also defeat the beast. That's right. And uh, if that leads you to an Iron Maiden record, that's fine because maybe some record label is supporting a lot of shit. But Allie was supposed to take us home and now I forgot entirely <laughs> what I'm talking about. High horse. Oh, I did. Sunday. No, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> just in case you don't hear from me again. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. We're watching Revenge of the Sith. Oh, uh, The God, third right. in the prequel. Uh, trequel. <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it. So um, it was, it was a, a one-time band completely. It was banned in our home after uh, our child saw it when he was very young. And he and I were both incredibly distressed when it happened um, it being the whole movie but then afterwards 
everybody. Uh, that Michael Jordan documentary is coming out. So, in case you, uh, you know, have a open spot in your heart for a cold-blooded assassin, the kind of athlete they don't make anymore and they never will, uh, watch that on Sunday night. All right, Allie, let's go. All right, bye, everybody. Nothing but ours. I hope you're healthy and safe, and we will talk to you again soon. You've got it. Hello. Yes.